Welcome to She's in Control with your host Sally. She's in Control is a podcast that brings to light inspiring stories of Arab women. Every Sunday we invite you to join us as we delve into the life of an impactful Arab woman who has made significant contributions in fields such as sports, business, art, culture, or politics. We promise you a journey of discovery and inspiration where you encounter stories that challenge your perceptions, encourage your ambition, and fuel your dreams. Today, I would like to talk about a Palestinian journalist who has played a major role in covering the current attack of Israel on the Gaza Strip in Palestine. Her name is Plistia Al-Aqad. I assume most of you are aware of the current contest related to this attack. But as a quick reminder, on Saturday, October 7th, the Palestinian Islamist militant group Hamas infiltrated several hundreds of its fighters into Israel, killing 1,400 people and taking hundreds of hostages. Later that day, Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared war on Hamas and launched a bombing campaign against the Gaza Strip, as well as a complete blockade of the territory, banning the entry of essential items like food, water, medicine, fuel, and electricity. For those who don't know too much about Gaza Strip, the Gaza Strip is a narrow piece of land located on the eastern coast of the Mediterranean Sea. It is bordered by Israel to the north and east and shares a border with Egypt to the southwest. Here are some key features of the Gaza Strip. In terms of size and geography, the Gaza Strip is relatively small, measuring about 40 kilometers in length and varying in winds from 6 to 12 kilometers. The population of the Gaza Strip is predominantly Palestinian, and it is one of the most densely populated areas in the world. Regarding the political status, the Gaza Strip is governed by the Palestinian political and militant group Hamas since 2007. This followed a violent conflict between Hamas and its rival Fatah, leading to the division of Palestinian territories with Fatah controlling the West Bank and Hamas controlling the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip faces economic challenges, including high unemployment and poverty rates. The region has limited economic resources and is heavily dependent on aid from international organizations. Even before October 7th attack, Israel had always maintained a blockade on the Gaza Strip, controlling access to the territory by land, sea, and air. This blockade has been a source of significant humanitarian concern, as it restricts the movement of people and goods, impacting the economy and daily life in Gaza. The massive bombardment of innocent civilians in Gaza by the Israeli army has already caused the lives of thousands of Gazans. More than 14,000 as of November 23, including more than 5,000 children, according to the health ministry in Gaza. It is difficult to have an exact figure because of the lack of data. Hospital services and communication collapsed in the northern part of the enclave. The health ministry was unable to tally and report this. The aim of this episode is not to retrace the entire Israeli-Palestinian conflict. What I can say is that the current crisis and the massacre that the Palestinian people are undergoing is not new. 
To understand what's happening now, we need to look at the last seven decades of conflict between Israelis and Palestinians and look at its historical roots. That being said, let's jump now to the story of Plestia. Plestia is a Palestinian woman. She was born in 2001 and today she's 22 years old as of 2023. She completed her high school diploma from the American International School of Gaza. From September 2019 to September 2022, she studied communication and media studies, new media and journalism at Eastern Mediterranean University in Cyprus. She began her professional career in Gaza and is known to have been working as a human resource manager since May 2023 for Step-Up Agency, which is based in the Palestinian Authority. Previous to this job, she worked as an English media club trainer for the Press House. It was her contractual job to teach the English terms, tactics and twisters and have English language workshops. She had a hybrid job at the Press House, working as a news editor and social media manager. During that time, she used to post the news on Palsawa's Instagram page. Before October 7, she posted ordinary pictures and photos of young girl her age on her Instagram account. But since the start of the inhuman Israeli military offensive, her life has been turned upside down. She left her job in human resources to don a bulletproof vest and helmet to become a war correspondent, acting as an independent journalist. She described what life has been since the Israeli army's savage offensive occurred and used her mobile phone to document the extensive destruction in her surroundings. In one on her initial videos, she explained how people, including her neighbors, are leaving their windows open to provide shelter for anyone in need. She mentioned that her neighbors and family choose not to evacuate. In the background, the sound of explosions was audible, causing Plestia to pause as the impact shakes her surroundings. In the second part of the interview, she showed the view from her balcony, where the bombs and debris have turned the air white. She has collaborated with several international media and her videos are widely shared on social networks. In less than a month, the young women gained 4 million followers on Instagram. Recently, this notoriety caused the young women to have her Instagram account hacked. The hackers went so far as to post a QR code asking for donations for Palestinian children in her name. Plistia eventually managed to recover her account. Plistia had to leave her buildings two days due to Israeli bombing and had to change leaving locations numerous times seeing that she had been evacuated several times as nowhere is safe and showed the scale of destruction around her home. She appeared in an interview with the GB News breakfast show when she was asked if Gaza citizens have any means of escape. She responded with a poignant question, go where? Highlighting that it was a massacre that is going on by Israeli army. In a subsequent post, she highlighted the safety equipment worn by journalists who, despite their precautions, have been killed. No matter if you are wearing the uniform or not, you will get killed, she stated. In further updates, Plestia pointed out the lack of internet access, preventing her from posting videos or conducting interviews. 
The destruction of the streets have made it impossible for ambulances to reach their destinations. She explained that there is limited internet access in some areas, but it is also so slow. She emphasized the absence of safe shelters and the inherent dangers of travel. She revealed that she was using two phones to capture footage and was charging them at the hospital. Many Gaza news outlets have also seized coverage to the lack of electricity and internet. Her daily documentation of life under the bombs earned her the social media nickname Anne Frank, a young German-Jewish girl whose diary, written during World War II, became a poignant testimony to the Holocaust. According to the Palestinian Journalists' Union, since the start of Israeli bombing, more than 66 journalists have been killed since October 7, including six women. The situation is catastrophic for Palestinian journalists locked in the enclave. In view of Israel's refusal to take into account calls for the protection of journalists there, Reporters Without Borders, the RSF, warns of an eradication of journalism in Gaza. International journalists are banned from entering. Reporters on site have no safe haven and no way to escape the enclave. They are killed one after the other. Among the 10 journalists killed between November 18th and 20th, at least three of them were killed in the course of their duties or because of them. On November 18, the director of the Palestinian online news agency Quds News, Hasuna, Slim, and independent photojournalist Sari Mansour were killed during an Israeli assault on the Burigi refugee camp in the central strip from Gaza. According to RSF information, the two reporters had received a death threat online 24 hours earlier for reasons related to their work. The next day, on the morning of November 19, while trying to evacuate Gaza City from the Zaytun neighborhood, journalist Bilal Jadala was killed by an Israeli strike that directly hit his car. He was a figure in the Palestinian press and notably served as the chairman of the board of directors of Press House Palestine, an organization that supports independent media and journalists in Gaza. While most of these crimes were committed in northern Gaza, where Israeli forces concentrated their attacks, at least five journalists were killed in the south of the enclave, notably in the towns of Rafah and Khan Yunis, where a large part of the population of the territory took refuge. The majority of journalists were killed along with members of their family in strikes that hit their homes. In a move that reflects the escalating tensions in Gaza, Plistia has fled the area. Her decision to flee, driven by concerns for her family's safety, highlights the extreme risks faced by journalists in conflict zones. I used to always wear my press vest and helmet, but lately I stopped wearing them, she said a few days before she managed to flee Gaza. I don't feel safe, but especially when wearing the press vest and helmet. A few days ago, she expressed her anguish in a recent Instagram video. I traveled yesterday, and this was literally one of the hardest decisions that I took, she said. The Coalition for Women in Journalism 
recognizes and honors her bravery and the sacrifices made by her and other journalists on the front lines. Plistia Instagram have been pivotal in bringing the plight of Gaza to the international forefront. Her posts ranging from harrowing video diaries during airstrikes to tours of devastated areas have offered a rare and varnished look at the impact of the conflict. At the end of November, she crossed the Rafah border, which allowed her to enter in Egypt before moving into exile in Australia when her uncle leaves. Despite the international attention, Plistia's forced departure is marked by a sense of futility and despair. Reporting and posting about what's happening in Gaza, Palestine feels pointless, she lamented in one of her posts. Her sentiment reflects the overwhelming nature of the crisis and the limited impact of global awareness on the situation on the ground. Her journey, now taking her away from her homeland, is a poignant reminder of the ongoing human cost of the conflict in Gaza. As she grapples with guilt and sorrow for leaving, her story continues to resonate with those who follow the unfolding events in the region. I hope this nightmare will end soon. I hope we don't lose any more journalists, she said. Don't give up on Palestine and Palestinians. Keep acting as if it just started now, she said. And I want to add, Palestinian lives matter. Thank you for joining us today on Choosing Control. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found Plistia's journey as inspiring as we did, please share this episode with your friends, family, leave a review, and hit the subscribe button to ensure your front and center for every riveting episode. You can follow the podcast Instagram page. It's called she.is.in.control. I also have a small request. If you are an Arab woman and you want to share your own story, your challenges, your success through our platform, you can DM me on the podcast Instagram page. Looking forward to meeting you next Sunday to share with you another inspiring journey, which I hope you will like. See you next week.